Welcome to episode 41. With us around, you always have fun. Duh, duh. You're listening to Midwest Vegan Radio. We're sharing all our secrets. <laughs> We're sharing all of our secrets just for you special listeners. With your hosts, Dallas. That sounds so good. And Ryan. Pass the news. Okay, so today we have Melissa joining us. Can we say your last name? Yeah. I don't Melissa care. Swanson. We've said her last name on the show before. That's oh. true. Okay, well. No, I, you've got permission. We didn't start at the beginning, though. We just kind of, like, jumped in on... Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Should we do that now, still? Yeah. Who are all of us? How I'm Ryan. Know? Who are you? I'm Dallas. Troy's over there. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Way over there. And we have Melissa today. Hi. Which you already know. <laughs> yes, we know now. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, the, so usually our issue is that we just kind of drag our feet in getting started, and then this time I just jumped in and we totally, for, I, oh my God. We messed it up. Yeah, apparently we have to figure this out, but what it's else? Okay. Um, okay, so today we're going to talk about veganism and atheism. Yes. Which I guess is no big secret because they probably already saw that when they were downloading this or something. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like a big reveal, but it feels that way to me. So veganism and atheism. Um, I know a lot of vegans who are also atheists. I I also know know that. You also know that? You know that I know. I know people (laughs) or do you know them? (laughs) I know that you know that and I also know them. (laughs) Okay. Some of them. So, um, I don't, and I was thinking, well, is this a social circle phenomenon or is this that there are a lot of vegans who are also atheists? And I, from, um, the meetup group that we belong to, I noticed that a lot of people who join the meetup group are also part of the atheist group. Um, but anyway, I was thinking it might be a neat conversation. We had an episode a while ago that was veganism and spirituality. And so I thought veganism and... The absence of? (laughs) Well, I don't know. Spirituality and God, I don't know. We'll talk about that. We'll soon find out that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about a lot in this topic, but I have questions, so that's good. Um, So when I first asked you to be on the show, Melissa, about this, you were kind of like, well, I don't really know if they're connected. I don't really think of them as connected. And then in your email, it immediately went to all the ways that they are connected. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Yeah, I type like I talk. And so I was like, I don't think they're, wait, no, okay. okay. Yeah, they're connected this way. And then I was like, well, damn, they're totally connected. <laughs> but it's more, it's not so much that atheism and veganism are connected as it's my opinions about animals are part of both my atheism and my veganism, if that makes sense. It's not so much the absence of God thing as it's the way religion looks at animals Okay, is the connection. Because religion looks at animals in a really shitty way, in my opinion. Okay. Um, hmm. You're looking so, at me like with no, yeah, questions kinda, in your eyes. Yeah, I have yeah, lots it's like of where questions. to jump in with the questions yeah, that where I have. To, yeah. But okay, so I guess kind of what I was one what I was thinking about is might there be a connection around like the fundamental beliefs or the or the fundamental kind of teachings of the dominant culture in both. Like the dominant culture outside of religion being that human beings are above animals. And that also is part of yeah. most religions. But also people who don't necessarily identify as religious or care one way or another about God just take it for granted that human beings are more important than and above animals. Um, just simply because the way that our culture operates says that in every way it possibly can, it seems. Um and then also, I guess the majority of people, even in my in my personal life, I don't totally get like what the big deal is. But apparently, there's a big stigma against atheism, and oh, there's yeah. um, and a, most people do believe in God. I guess um, I'm agnostic. We'll get into that later. But I'm just kind of like, oh, I guess I guess religious people are the dominant ones. Like they're the majority, right? But you're now, more, you know more about that. For now, they're the dominant ones. We are barking up their asses, though. Okay. People that people that Whoa. have no religious or don't believe or don't don't goddamn words who don't actually <laughs> identify as any religion, um, but maybe not won't identify as atheist because atheist is a dirty word, and a lot of people who are atheists won't say they're atheist. 
and don't even think of themselves as atheists when in fact they totally are um but <laughs> but yeah the the non-belief group of people whether they consider themselves agnostic or atheist or they don't care and so they don't have a term for themselves where it's growing yeah. it's growing i would almost say exponentially we're, we are a pretty high percent i can't remember what percentage it is i feel like it might be like 40 or something like it was ridiculously what? high it was high when they break it down by like christians and like when they break it down into like buddhist christians you know actual sex um non-believers are pretty high and again that could be because that encompasses atheists agnostics people who sure. have no religion so if they broke it down atheists would probably still be pretty small but yeah we're definitely making leaps and bounds on that i think it's because people are becoming more scientific minded <laughs> and yeah hmm. also it doesn't help that the more and more religious people you see on the news and such are the really, really um, nutbaggy kind, <laughs> like the tea party people, and the really evangelical, and they're doing tea a really for Jesus. They're, yeah, <laughs> they're. I think they're driving people away because they're so. <laughs> people don't like people don't like <laughs> hatred of women. People don't really like hatred of gay people. Like most people, I feel like are sensible in that regard. Um, and so when these people are just spouting hate in the name of Jesus, I feel like it's really driving people away. And they're going, what the heck is that? Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like what would drive people away is Dallas's teabagging gestures. <laughs> Sorry. When I, when I said teabagging for Jesus, I thrust it a little bit. She did. <laughs> Ryan lost it over there. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I guess in my world, it seems like, the norm is to not be religious and it is um the the minor just very few i mean there might be people who kind of like they go to church on christmas easter they might get married in a church that sort of thing but it's not a daily part of their lives mm-hmm. they don't they don't make a big deal about god i don't know well i feel or, like there is a correlation between religiosity and level of education and i feel like we know a lot of highly educated people yeah and statistically the more education you have, the less apt you are to be religious. I mean, that's not a diss on religious people. That's just, it's honestly just the it's facts just of the matter. It's, yeah. like, it's like being a Democrat. Yeah. The more education you have, the more likely you are to be liberal. Um, yeah. And I feel, again, I feel like, again, veganism, it's a lot of highly educated people. We know most of the people mm-hmm. that we're friends with that are vegan um, tend to be well-educated, tend to be relatively well-to-do as far as, I mean, yeah. we aren't rich, but we aren't, we definitely aren't destitute. Yeah. Um, and we've had a lot of privileges. And so I feel like that all kind of goes together. So it seems to me like, well, with the education part of it, I suppose that would kind of tie into like uh, just a, a critical thinking background yeah. or, you know, a training in critical thinking and kind of um, questioning being a large part of daily life. So it's not just taking things at face value or kind of accepting whatever is handed to you, but there's like a fundamental questioning of how, you know, why are things the way that they are? Why do people do what they do? Um, it also could be personality types. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to have a certain kind of strong personality type to be like, you know, I don't think chickens are food. I think that you guys are wrong, and I think that this is a really terrible thing. And then to have that kind of thing... To go against the status quo there, it makes sense that that is the same kind of person who's going to be like, you know, I'm going to look into this God thing. And there's really no scientific reason to believe this. Mm-hmm. So it's strong personalities who are more willing to, to rock the boat mm-hmm. and, you know, do their own research and then decide, make up their own mind and say, you know, I don't care if this is what everyone thinks. I think it's wrong. And then have the courage and convictions to be like, you know, yeah, yeah. there we go. It seems to me like then... Um... That's almost tying into, I was, I was thinking about kind of different themes around the two and tradition, um, tradition and ritual came up for me in terms of like, you know, there's this whole tradition of the church or tradition of, you know, various cultures having uh, pres- a God, I don't know, mythology or so, you know, or uh, creation stories, something like that. There's common threads there. Um, and just kind of the way things, you know, things have been done this way for a long time, you know, or it's passed down through generations, just kind of, or the rituals of the, you know, well, when you get married, you do it this way. Or when, you know, when you, when it's Christmas time, we go to mass or, you know, we 
whatever. We we have a ham at Easter. We've and got... Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving. I thought of turkey on the table. Yeah, you know. yeah. And so I was th- I was wondering about that too. Um, just if you had anything to say or any thoughts about the role of tradition and rituals between the two. And I could be totally off base and maybe well, not. It totally, I mean, it, it, what you're saying makes sense. Um, but in, in my family, it definitely is that way. Like Thanksgiving is turkey. Christmas is ham and we go to church. Um, and by being vegan and being atheist... I basically screw up two parts of the holidays every time. <laughs> so first they're all like, okay, they haven't taken the turkey or the ham off the table yet. But um, but they, they go to church and they say, we're going to church now. And I'm like, have fun. They don't even ask me anymore. So there's part one where I'm not reading their tradition, but they understand I'm not going to go. Um, but I mean, you make, it, it, you know, it's just fine. I, I can stay at home and we still have a lovely holiday. But yeah, it's definitely traditional. My family's not super religious. They are the holiday Catholics where <laughs> they go Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, maybe. Maybe now the kid, we are grown up. My parents may not even go that much. I'm People not go to sure. church on Thanksgiving? I don't even I know. I don't, maybe. I'm such an, I'm such an atheist. I have no idea. I feel like they do. <laughs> I feel like there's I some like I don't even have fakes. that excuse. I don't know I anything about it and I should. I went to Catholic school for eight years. So you think I would know better. I feel like every holiday was an excuse to go say hi to Jesus. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I like just hollering howdy. Yeah, just go and say thanks for the Dropping turkey. in. <laughs> How you doing, J-Sauce? Happy Thanksgiving. Um, J-Sauce. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So I, okay. And like I said, I went to Catholic school for eight years, and I think part of that was eventually the ritual of it just was like, this is ridiculous. You do something enough times, and if you're the right personality type, you just start questioning it more and more. And once you do it for like eight solid years in a row like multiple times it's just like what is this what is going on here this is how are normal how are thinking human beings sitting here like believing this (laughs) so the ritual thing is kind of what drove me away a little bit because i was just like what no they did not turn his blood into wine come on (laughs) it seems like the ritual well or the or it seems like catholicism is big and a ritual oh yeah oh boy all the standing and kneeling and genuflecting and up yeah. and down. It was hymns, lots of hymns. I didn't grow up and with any of that. Um, so when I go and when I end up like with with my uh, husband's family, we go to really church occasionally. Really? Like I mean, just like we, his grandma died um, a week or two ago, and we mm. had to go to a funeral, and it was at a church, and I was just like, wow. They're, you know, just kind of listening and thinking, like, how... I don't know. This is so foreign to me. I don't know. Funerals are the worst for me. I really hate going to funerals. Really hate it. Churchy funerals, you mean? Yeah. Um, Because I sit there the whole time, especially if it's someone that I love that has died. I sit there the whole time going, oh, we are telling all these pretty lies. And by telling these pretty lies, we aren't letting ourselves really grieve. You know, we're saying... He's with Jesus now. And that shuts off the grieving process because it's like, oh, he's off playing poker with bunnies in heaven or something. And I think acknowledging the fact that someone is gone lets you grieve more fully. Mm -hmm. And I also feel bad because I'm sitting there going, he's gone. He's gone forever. And I'm grieving harder because of that. And everyone around me won't acknowledge that I feel that way. Mm. So I hate funerals. I hate them. Because nobody really gives me the comfort I need. The comfort they're giving is not comfort that helps. Yeah. Me personally. Having someone say, he's in a better place. Well, it's like, yeah, okay. Not suffering anymore. Totally a better place. But I want someone to acknowledge the fact that I'm sitting here grieving because someone I love is gone. And not like you'll see them again. Exactly. Gone. And and accepting gone forever is so much harder. So it's just this false comfort. And so I sit there. Luckily, Aaron is atheist as well. My boyfriend, Aaron, is atheist as well. Um, and he keeps me from breaking down and having to leave. Um, but every time something really wacky gets said, he draws a question mark on my hand. Like, he'll hold my <laughs> hand. And they'll say something like, I can't even, like, acknowledge. That's I can't even really, think of what sweet. crazy things they say. But they'll say some crazy nonsense. And he'll just be like, question mark? And when something really crazy, he's like, question mark, question mark, explanation mark, explanation mark. <laughs> he'll start, like, crazily drawing on my hand. 
Um, and it's just nice to have him there to know that someone else is going, this is insane. Yeah, yeah, that um, is really sweet. Yeah, it's a sweet way of doing it. Um, yeah, I think about that too. Like, I had an experience. Um, it's kind of like, to me, with my family, um, when I've got, when I'm really upset about some kind of animal, really. I mean, this used to ha- this used to happen a lot when, like, with, if I get upset about somebody eating animals in front of me, trying to have an omnivore try to comfort me about that, it doesn't work, you know? When does that happen? My sister loves me very much, and, you know, she early... I have a, I have an essay about it, I think, coming up in um, the anthology that Kim and Sarah Jean are editing, but yeah. um, it's just... It's basically about... Um, that feeling, at least how I used to feel when I was a teen, I went vegan when I was a teenager. I didn't know any other vegans and just feeling totally alone with it. Um, and my sister was, she was eating a chicken salad sandwich, um, with me and I just lost it. Like Mm -hmm. I just totally lost it. And like I, we were at her house and I had a room at her house and, um, I went to my room and I was crying and just really upset because this person that I love so much is, participating in this violence that I see and feel intensely and she doesn't and it hurts so you know it hurts a lot and of course and she's like trying to comfort me because she knows that I'm upset and it hurts me but I want her to care about the bird Mm -hmm. and you know it's like it's very sweet and I appreciate that you're here like worried about me but that's not the point you know the the point is I really wish that you understood I wish you understood where I was coming from and like understood it to the point where you got it. Yeah. That this isn't acceptable, you know? So, okay. So I already said I'm agnostic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> I've heard other people, you, you didn't say it this way, uh, but I've heard other atheists refer to um, agnostics as like atheists without balls. Well, I totally came nowhere near saying it that way. No, no, you didn't at all. Um, <sighs> but like, you know, the the idea being that like you you think of agnostics in the same realm as atheists. It de- okay, I'm gonna get. But... And I'm not I'm not taking offense at it. I'm oh just no, no, to I'm gonna out... do an explanation thing now. Okay, that I do on the internet all the time. Okay, because <laughs> it's fun. Uh, so agnostics, um, in my in my head. The actual agnostic who really has no sway either way is very, very rare. I feel like all agnostics fall into agnostic theist or agnostic atheist. Oh, okay. I'm an agnostic atheist. I don't know for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. But given the facts and given the proof that I see, I'm living my life as if there is no God. Um, And a lot of agnostics fall in that, but they won't say they're agnostic atheists because they seem to think that atheist means we know for sure. But very few atheists would ever, ever say that. Very few would say, I know 100% for sure there is no God. Very few. Even Dawkins does not say that. He says he's agnostic atheist. I'm not... Uh, Richard Dawkins, he's one of the big... Atheist guys. Atheist guys. He's a scientist. um, And yeah, he's one of the big names in atheism. But even he says he's agnostic atheist. Okay. Because he does not know for sure. And if evidence came up, I, Aaron Dawkins, would look at the evidence and change our viewpoints. So that's very different than, like, evangelical people who will say, even with 100% proof there is no God, I'm going to believe in God forever. Um, so very few atheists fall into that. Okay, We're okay, mostly okay. agnostic atheists. There's also agnostic theists, which is what my ex-husband was. Um, but what that means is, I'm not sure, but I'm leaning towards there being something. Perhaps not the Christian God, perhaps not a deity that is all-knowing and looks at us, but maybe just some kind of spiritual presence, but something. So I feel like you're either agnostic theist or deist or you're agnostic atheist. I feel like the ones that are saying, I don't know either way and I have no opinion either way, um, are rare as hen's teeth, <laughs> you know? Someone who, are, someone who honestly says, I, I don't know, 100%, I'm not leaning either direction, is very, very rare. I feel like, I think you and I have had this discussion before, yep, and you yep. said agnostic theist is more where you're leaning. Yes, uh, that makes so much sense, and I remember now that you said that. Thank yeah. you. So that's what I'm saying when I'm saying a lot of agnostics are atheists, but they don't say they're atheists because a lot of them are agnostic atheists. But they have this idea that being saying you're atheist means you're saying I know for sure, which okay. is not the case. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So do you think that there's a parallel in the animal liberation or vegan community to that? That's a little, that's a kind of a hard question. Like what would that even look like? Somebody who won't say they're vegan, but actually is vegan. Maybe the plant strong people. Oh, I hate that term. <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah, I know what you mean. The plant strong people or the plant-based diet people who um, are for all effects and purposes vegan, but feel like veganism means that you're out there burning down animal labs and you're a dick. And so they won't <laughs> say they're vegan. Yeah. Um, that might be the closest I can think of. In a lot of cases, I suppose the plant-based diet people are eating a vegan diet but aren't actually vegan because they aren't living the ethical lifestyle of it. But there are quite a few who are that will say, I prefer to say I'm an herbivore. I prefer to say I'm plant-based because people think bad things about the word vegan. Mm. And I do think that there is a stigma around vegan. There's a stigma around atheist. Um, and I get both of them. Yay. Yay. Lucky you. I'm really unpopular. It's awesome. I also don't want babies. And people don't like the child free either. So I'm like super everyone's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that there's a group of you, though. Yeah. Yes. There is a whole and group of you. And there's actually a lot of a sweep in the nation. A childless by choice woman. And people don't like us very much. Um, and pro-abortion. I'm just barren. <laughs> so I'm, am I, but I paid a lot of money for I'm just, that. I'm not being serious. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, what about myths, then? Maybe we already covered this. But do you see any similarities in, um, like, your... I don't know, in myths surrounding God and the myths our culture has around other species? Well, I mean, there are a lot in both directions. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of... Well, yeah, okay. Um, as an atheist, there's a lot of myths that people think are true that I denounce. Um, obviously, deity. Uh, idea of heaven and hell. Idea that gay people are bad and evil and going to the imaginary hell. Um, the idea of Satan... Which a lot of people think atheists are Satan worshippers, which is, if you think that, I'm talking to people now. If you think that, no, we don't believe in God, which means we don't believe in the anti-God. We don't believe in either one. Yeah. So we cannot, by definition, be Satanists. Um, but yeah, those are all myths that I denounce as an atheist. And then as a vegan, as an uh, animal rights um, abolitionist vegan, there are the happy meat myths. There are the mm -hmm. cage-free egg myths. There are the we need protein to live myths. Um, well, so we do a, need protein to live. Well, but it doesn't animals, come from animals, pardon me, yes. animal protein to live <laughs> myth. We do need protein. If you don't drink dairy, your bones will shatter and you will die. They'll crumble oh. to dust. <laughs> you will turn into a pile of dust and you'll look like one of those rubber people with no bones. <laughs> um, there was a gesture there that was kind of fantastic. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, and people get ticked off because these are myths that they hold very dear. And yeah. they're very much part of their worldview. And just by being atheist or just by being vegan, even if we aren't saying anything, even if we're not in their face like, you're wrong, um, by our very existence, we are thumbing our noses at their beliefs and, and pisses them off. And that's why they don't like us. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could be nice as possible, but by not eating animals, you are sitting there as a living proof that it can be done. Yeah. Um, and as, by, as being an atheist and being a good person, you are sitting there proving that you don't need God to be good, which is another huge thing. That's what, a lot of the reasons people don't like atheists is because they feel like without somebody to be held responsible to, without a sky daddy who's judging us um, and saying, don't kill people because I'll send you to hell. All your like little... They're not actually terms that you throw. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I just think it's so funny. And I'm really not trying to be, I swear, I'm not trying to, like, be horrible to people. No, no, God. no. I, it's just, yeah. I... That's just how you see it. It's just, you know, it's funny. I believe Joss Whedon actually said Sky Daddy, and I loved it so much, so I just stole it. Um, but yeah, they think that since we aren't being, there's not somebody way above us who sees everything we do watching us, that we, therefore, have no reason to be good. We have no reason not to steal. We have no reason not to kill people. We have no reason not to be horrible rapists. We have no reason not to be evil. Right. Because we don't have this idea of hell to scare the crap out of us and make us good. But the thing is, all the atheists I know don't need it. They don't. Because the benefit, it, the thing is, you can be good for your own reasons. 
the point of being good is to not be a dick. <laughs> and because your heart breaks when you hurt somebody or your heart breaks when you mm-hmm. do something wrong. If you need if you need the fear of hell to be a good person, newsflash, you're probably not that good a person. <laughs> like if you need the fear of jail not to kill people, there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me who's like, I'm not going to kill people because killing people is not good. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, they really... That kind of is tapping into some anarchism there. Mm-hmm. Which is also where I lean. But... Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that idea that... I'm not an anarchist at all. I'm, I'm not, I don't know what I am in that regard. But... Because I think people are jerks. And I kind of feel like we need laws to keep them from being jerks. Um, which is... <laughs> Interesting, because that completely goes against what you just said. No, I'm not I'm saying you don't need God to be good, but you can have God and be a dickhead. And but you, you cannot have God and you can be a dickhead. But you need. But you said you need rules to... To keep other... Yeah, well, that's the thing. There are bad people out there that are... There are bad people who are religious. There are bad people who are atheists. Um, and that I feel like it's part of human nature. I'm, I'm, what yeah. I'm saying is not all atheists are bad because we lack a god, but some atheists are bad because they're bad. Mm-hmm. You know, like there there exist bad people, and I don't believe Sky Daddy's gonna get them. So I kind of want the cops to get them mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they rape a bunch of people and yeah. have like torture chambers in their basements. Yep. Stop being and... so rapey. <laughs> I, there's, so... I just read a story about the guy with a like torture chamber in his basement. So it's like that's on the brain. Yeah. Oh God. But yeah, no. Was it the Marquis de Sade? No, this is a recent thing. I believe in, like, Korea or something? Yeah, it was horrible. But, yeah. yeah. And that exists, and so I feel like there are some human monsters out there, and, um, yeah, we need to take care of that business. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. So, then what about... Okay, so I was trying to... In the prepping, I was trying to talk to Ryan about how to ask this earlier, so you can maybe help me out if I get lost. But You can try. Did you take a note? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so just give me a minute to get this out. We mulled over it and yeah. we're like, how do we, what how do are we, we talk about this? So, what are we even trying to say here? The basic concept is truth with a capital T, right? Okay. So, um, like me, I'm not sure what I think about God, but I am sure what I think about violence to animals or violence in general, right? Mm-hmm. So, my reason for being vegan is totally based in morality um, and like the gut reaction feeling that I have when I witness violence to someone or like think about participating in violence against someone. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I was thinking about that because a lot of people kind of, there are a lot of people out there who believe that like the truth of the capital T is something that they can't prove. Right. And this is kind of where I was going with it. Like I can never, I guess I can never, um, really know what another's experience is, Mm -hmm. but I have an element of faith that I can relate to it. But like, I mean, and and there's, well, there's scientific evidence about, about, (laughs) that's not her reason. And that's what we were talking about, you know, nervous systems and all that, but that isn't really my, I mean, it's nice supporting evidence, but my reason, you know, like my actual reason, I didn't think about that when I saw these images. I just was like, oh my God, that's awful. And it was an immediate sort of thing. And maybe this is tying into what you were saying about you don't need God to be good, that we have an innate sense of right and wrong, or we have an innate sense of what's moral and what isn't outside of a sky daddy telling us what it is. Is mm-hmm. that kind of where I'm just, yeah, I'm just I curious see, about I that. I see what you're, I feel, I feel like I get the idea of what you're circling around. Yes. Um, <laughs> And I'm sorry, I no, can't No, it's okay. It's jump real, on it. All this stuff is really hard to... I mean, I've been rambling like crazy. Um, no, you're making yeah, great sense. But you're the purpose of the show today. <laughs> so... Oh, man. Um, pressure! Oh, pressure. Sorry. Um, no, what okay. did I say when we were talking about this? Like the absence your, of evidence? Your... See, but I feel like there is evidence that, that strongly supports animal suffering. Because when you see someone cutting a carrot, you don't have that reaction. I feel like you instinctively are reacting to what science has proven. You see cringing, you see body language, you hear vocalization, and to mm-hmm. you, that is showing a, a certain thing is happening inside the mind of that animal. It's like, we can't ever know another person, but if I start beating the crap out of Ryan, and she's crying and whimpering, you know what she's, you, you can have some feeling of what right. she's feeling. 
if I start beating the crap out of a carrot, you don't, whatever, you know, you don't, you don't do anything. So are you there saying... There is science. There is, there's proof. I feel like your emotional reaction is rooted in something that is actually physically, scientifically there and like makes sense. But that's not logical. the question though. But... Because we, well, we, but we know that there's scientific... Reasoning yeah, for that, but the she question would say is: her reason isn't the scientific proof. It's just how her gut reaction, how she feels emotionally. Like, but do you think that that gut reaction comes from just an inherent knowledge of science? No, an inherent knowledge of more, uh, what's moral. Or, well, yeah, but or right and wrong. Because I mean, that's the other thing too. Is that with religion and God and all that? There's a lot of like people think you were talking about. You know, if if we were just talking about this. People think if you don't have God, then there's nothing to stop you from killing and raping and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, doing doing things to hurt people and others, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just, I guess, and maybe we've already covered this. It which could is, be innate morality, but I feel like even innate morality is related to evolution and science and we're social animals and we're, we're we've evolved to look at social cues and react to other members of our group in such a way that we're keeping the group cohesion. I feel like, yes, it could be an innate moral thing, but I think it's also very strongly rooted in science. It's a, I don't feel like it's a moral thing like from the air. I feel like it's a moral thing from our genes and from science and from mm. how we've become human. Does that make sense? I've, morality to me is not something separate from our brains and and logic and all it's something that's part of it and it's something that we developed to be more to be able to live in the world as a survival thing because an animal a social animal that injures members in its own group or whatever is outcast and starves to death right you know so i feel like we innately have that morality, but I think it's related to. It's related to how we've developed as a species. If that makes I, that may be like way no, colder than sense. it's not as cold as it sounds because it's still really important. And I feel like it's a really big thing about what makes us good and what makes us, you know, human and good people. But other animals have it too, you know. I kind of and that goes to to another essay I wrote. <laughs> I'm just sitting on my essay box today, but um but yeah, I have a theory about like why people are resistant or hesitant to go vegan at times because it puts us in a situation where we do end up um essentially differentiating ourselves from what a social nor- a social norm is and because we are social animals, it's important for us to fit in mm-hmm. and not to you know alienate others or do anything to kind of distance ourselves from the You want to be in the herd. You want to be, yeah, you (laughs) want to be part of that clan. And if you do something that essentially sets you apart, that 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 feels scary because there, you know, there's consequences to it. And really deep down in our genes, if we were to be, you know, rejected on, you know, and way back when we could actually die. Yeah. And so it feels extraordinarily scary to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I guess I I think I see that. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not like that coldly scientific all the time, but I I love that. And I love looking at like, why is this happening? And where did it come from? And I feel like so much science is so cool. God, I don't understand why anyone (laughs) does the creationism thing. Because evolution is the coolest thing ever. It's so neat. Um, so much cooler than the sky daddy making us out of clay or ribs or whatever um we were ribs i don't know i like art class a lot <laughs> it's true it's true um that it'd be fun the pottery is good shit so, <laughs> it is but so evolution is so cool it's just so amazing i guess and this is kind of I don't know how this fits in or if it does or not, but when I talk about um, veganism and I talk about why I choose to live the life that I do and make the choices that I do, especially around animals, I often end up going to this really simplistic explanation of it, which is essentially like I'll just pull out, um, I'll reference the golden rule, Mm -hmm. basically. And I got... My tattoo on my leg is do unto others, and it's the hand with the water and the bug 
in it, which is from my first rescue when I was really little and I got a bug out of a wading pool or at least tried to. I actually don't even remember if it happened or not, but I remember trying because I saw the bug yeah. struggling in the water and, you know, I had a connection and felt like, oh my gosh, that animal must be scared. They're in trouble. They need help. So I tried to help because if I were in that situation, I would want someone to help me, right? Mm-hmm. And when I went to my tattoo artist and I explained the concept of what I wanted, at first I was like, I want hands and water and, you know, I wanted to say do unto others. And the first generation of the drawing, it looked too much like praying hands to me. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, I don't want to give off that impression. (laughs) I don't want it to be like, I don't want it to be an overtly religious thing, even though I understand that the golden rule, you know, is kind of, I I don't know really where that came from, but do you... I guess it seems just, to be associated with religion. It does. Yeah, which is kind of weird. It is super associated totally with religion. Don't but do it to others, yeah, so have done it to them. Well, exactly. And I think that well, that's the that's an interesting thing. I was well, and I just had a conversation this week with a Christian who used to be vegan, <clears throat> isn't anymore. And I was asking him some questions about that, and he said, you know, he he was basically saying that my actions fit in with my worldview which is that there's no um, moral distinction between humans and other animals. But in his worldview, there is a distinction. Humans are better than other animals and deserve more than other animals, right? (sighs) And then he did, but then he did say that he does believe in capital punishment at the same time. And that's like something to do with God, you know, like you're given certain privileges. And if you, if you break them, you know, or you abuse those privileges, then you can have them taken away, which I guess is your life. I don't really understand all the details of that. But anyway, I was trying to sort out like the do unto others thing, really. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. Would Jesus kill someone? I don't, I don't. I think we can say no. Yeah, I think. So again, it kind of, it feels like a really, um, almost split, split personality way of relating to certain, you know, to different Do unto others as you have them do unto you, unless they're bad people, in which case, then screw them. It's kind of, or, or unless Unless they're they're othered in some way, because I really doubt that any religious person who's opposed to gay marriage would like their marriage rights taken away. And I really doubt that any men who are religious would want to not have control over their own reproductive future. Um, So, do unto others who are just like me, and believe the same thing I do, and the rest of them... You know, God doesn't like them, so we can we can do whatever yeah. we want to them. And I told him, I said, you know, I I do not mean any disrespect at all. There's none intended here, but I just I honestly feel like that's a very convenient way of thinking. It is. It's picking mm-hmm. and choosing. You know, and I just said I just don't I don't understand that. It feels inconsistent to me. And he's like, Well, you just don't understand it. <laughs> like, because oh. it makes no sense. Right. So you're trying to apply logic where there is none. So anyway, it was just kind of, it was an interesting thing, but I, but I do find that, um, you know, when I, I do feel like the golden rule is a very convenient, simple, like relatable kind of universally understood concept that helps, it helps me get at the heart of what it is that I really believe, but it also is tied in with all, it has all these strings attached to it that have, that I don't have anything to do with. I so, feel like it's it depends on your who you feel fits into the under the umbrella of others. Which for a lot of religious people others are humans. Right. And once you say these are the others I'm referring to. You know, non-murdering humans. Humans that haven't done anything horribly bad yet. Innocent humans are the others that I would want to humans do one to. who have not had sex before marriage. And, and aren't gay and, and yeah. aren't, you know, whatever other things that... It's also varied. It varies so much. There are some perfectly lovely religious people who aren't that way. Oh, and yeah, there are. I just have to say that so I don't get hate mail. Hi. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. I, I'm sure there, there are some people that are lovely. And they use religion just as a way of comforting themselves and a way of relating to the world and a way of being a good person and caring about other humans and even caring about animals. There are religious vegetarians and vegans for sure. Um, but a lot of it's so twisted. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the dominion thing drives me crazy. Like how often have you been online? I don't know if you guys debate online. I can't help myself when I'm in an article. I can't help myself. I know I shouldn't, but I do it anyway. Um, or someone would be like, well, that's all great, but God gave us animals to eat. 
Yay, Dominion! I hate Dominion. Um, but yeah, that idea of Dominion is that they, they were given to us. They're an object given to us. So how could they be other, you know, how can they be others if they're objects given to us? They're things, not beings. Right. So they don't fit under that umbrella. I feel like I might have wibbly wobbled around there, but I think I came back okay. <laughs> but, but it's hard. When something is seen as, someone is seen as an object that is yours. Right. To use. Um, I feel like you automatically have, there's a line drawn. There's a line drawn. You can't. It'd be like, they, for them, for them, saying, do unto others as you want done unto yourself, and relating it to animals is like saying, do unto a shoe, what you would have do unto yourself. No, like, honestly. Yeah. Because that shoe is there for you to wear. What is the purpose of a cow except for us to eat it and wear it? It's not a person. It's and, beef and leather on hooves. Right. You know? And that's, to me, I mean, the there is kind of that, that's very convenient because, um literally like objectifying someone whether that's another whether it's another animal or a woman Mm -hmm. or whomever it you know is uh contributing to that process of dehumanizing that individual which therefore helps justify violence against them Mm -hmm. um the less like me yep that the more you can other yep. somebody, yeah, and I'm using other in a different way this time, yeah. the more you can make them lesser and not like you, the easier it is. That's why I think the capital punishment thing works in their heads, is because they don't see human being who maybe was raised in a horrible environment, who didn't have the privileges we have, who doesn't have the education, who is a the byproduct of a possibly horrible situation they were raised in. They don't see that. They don't see a person that maybe loves people, maybe has family that loves them, maybe is good in X, Y, Z ways. They see killer, not like us, not worth living. Yeah. Whereas I feel like if you look at each animal and each person um, and see that they have intrinsic value, even if even if they aren't useful to you or even if they've done something horrible, um, I feel like just killing... For convenience is not ever a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a giant fan of people with, you know, torture basements and <laughs> people who who abuse animals and people who kill yeah. um, humans and animals and, and hurt women and hurt children and whatever. But I feel like just saying broken goods, not any worth, just get rid of them, just kill them, is not the right way to go. Because it could be said about you, too. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm, that comes back to the golden rule. Yeah. If you did something if if you did something horribly wrong because of some reason, um, would you want someone to to talk to you and look at you as a person and say, "Let's try to let's try to fix you. Let's try to take this thing out of you that is bad, um, and see if we can find the person you are in here that's good." And I feel like we owe people that mm-hmm. um which is why i'm not a fan of the death penalty also we kill a lot of innocent people and even if you kill one innocent person it's not worth it but which is so kind you- of what i like to bring up too is like with the <clears throat> with the killing lines in slaughterhouses there are animals who are dismembered alive they are conscious <sighs> so like what is an acceptable percentage to Zero. be dismembered <laughs> alive. You know, like, I mean, because you say, like, even if we kill one, is you know, I mean, I, for people who do believe in the death penalty and who, you know. And people but, who like, do believe in humane meat and humane Yeah, slaughter. exactly. Like, what. There what, are air quotes going on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, you know, what is the acceptable percentage of that? Yeah. Mm, I don't think any. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if, given all of that, um, like, Okay, so given all of that, <laughs> with me, I have been told by multiple religious people, because, okay, so I had a conversation with a uh, Christian guy who actually was um, on a campus in Mankato, and he was there. I did not know this at the time when I was having this conversation with him, but um, we were tabling there with the Animal Rights Coalition. Troy and I was there, were, were there um, with some other folks, and I 
he came by and he talked with us and he had a, sh- a sweatshirt on with a big cross and of course it was clear that he was Christian <clears throat> but we had this conversation and he said you know this is really interesting all the things that you're telling me um, he said it's it's really fascinating because you know you're you live your life more you know very consistent with your morality you know and he was kind of surprised about that and because I was explaining, you know, my values, my value system, my worldview, my set of beliefs and about animals and <clears throat> speciesism and not abusing power and all these kinds of things. And he says, that's just really fascinating. Um, you know, you, you seem to really have a very consistent moral ethic. And I was like, well, thank you. I work at that. And then um, and he said, yeah, more so than some Christians that I know. And I said, yeah, more well, so than a- that's you know that that I don't. That, thanks for that observation. I guess that was <laughs> nice to me. And then I found out that he was debating an atheist, um, there in the "Can you be good without God?" Mm. debate down there, and he was the Christian guy for it. So I was like, score, because I was telling him about how I'm agnostic and I don't really know. But given that you know, whether it's God given or not, we have power over other species. That's just the truth. We shouldn't be abusing it. Either way, whether it mm-hmm. whether God gave it to it or to us, as many people believe, with uh, crosses on their sweatshirts, <laughs> or if we just happen to be in a society where we ended up the ones from this little opposable thumb that we have, or the brains you know that we were given, or whatever, um, boom, <laughs> we have the power, but we shouldn't be abusing it and exploiting others with it. So, and then I've also heard that from my sister who is Mormon and um, she's very, she's very religious. You know, she's, she converted when I was 13 and. Wow. um, Yeah. From. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. From agnostic atheist. And um, what? She, (laughs) yeah, I know it's, it was a surprise, (laughs) but anyway, she's, she's LDS and she goes to church and she does all, you know, she does all the stuff. She prays before every meal and she's, I mean, she's very devout in her, you know, in her way. And, um, which I shouldn't even say in her way, but I, I think, but she's one of those people that she really honestly tries to, you know, live her life in a Christ-like way. And she tries to be generous and kind and non-judgmental and, you know, all of those things. And I love her so much. Mm -hmm. Um, and she has told me on multiple occasions that I am more religious than most religious people she knows. You know, all in her church and everything. Like that, I, I consider the implications that my actions will have on other people. I do my best to try to be honest and have integrity, and you know, do the least amount of harm possible. I take my commitments seriously, like all these kinds of things. And you know, she has said, just kind of joking. And actually, it's not really even joking. Kind of jokingly, but. We just had a, our last episode was about burnout and we talked a little bit about despair and anger and pain and rage and all these horrible things that we live with knowing the things that we do. And, um, you know, she has an enormous amount of, she feels a lot of frustration and sadness because I don't take comfort in there being a God or a plan or a something. I don't know what that would be exactly. But anyway, she feels like if I had those things to lean on, it, my path would be easier like I wouldn't have so much I wouldn't I wouldn't have so much pain. Easier isn't always better though. Yeah. Well, we've talked about that too though. I mean, I don't think that you need a you don't need a deity to put your experience into a perspective that makes you feel better. I mean, I think just because that's the thing that means so much to her and helps her so much in her life, she wishes I had the same access to it. But I don't, or you know, I just don't. It's not there. You for do. Me. It's just not a. Yeah, it's, it's just, just not an omnipotent man. You have di- yeah, you have different ways that you bring yourself comfort. You know, I just feel like you don't need. Well, it's not not that you maybe do, but that you can. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, I feel like we all have our own touchstones that you know we use to. For me, when I'm having a really horrible day and everything's terrible. And I'm super focused on all the bad that's happening to animals. I get a little, I can't even think about bad stuff happening. I was getting a little weepy. It's really obnoxious. Um, but I go home 
And I go home and I open my door and the horde of animals, my animal companions are there. And I go stick my head in the rat cage and get kisses and, and love on them. And it's like, okay, bad things are happening to rats everywhere. And I'm doing the best I can. Right. And at least you guys are okay. Yeah. And they're my touchstone. And they're, and I go and I say hi to Trevor. I have a quail who is a rescue, we think, from a backyard farmer who is probably going to eat him. Um, and I go and I give Trevor his cuddle. And, you know, here's this one little bird that is okay and he is safe and he is fine. And I talk about him yeah. a lot and I try to make people see... And I introduced him to him to try and make people see he's a bird and people normally eat him, but he's still great. But I feel like having those touchstones of things that are good and why I'm fighting. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And that's what, I mean, that's more comforting to me than being like, God has a plan. God's plan sucks because there's a lot of terrible stuff happening to animals and a lot of people don't care about it. This is a bad plan. I don't like this plan. So that plan doesn't make me feel better. The It's all bad now, but one day you'll be in heaven. It's not a good plan. I don't want it to be bad now. I want it to be good here. Yeah. And Well, I think that there's a lot of people who are really, I mean, my sister anyway, I mean, she's... <laughs> She isn't just kind of like blindly accepting of horrible things and not trying to do anything. She actually, and there are a lot of people that go yeah. out and, you know, there, there are, oh, there's a huge focus in a lot of churches on charity and, you know, mission work, whether that is going out and spreading the word of God or like going and doing Habitat for Humanity or and whatever, you know, all kind of, and also doing that yeah. at the same time. But there are also um, more alternative kind of forms where that, you know, there's more like, religious activist people who try to go out and change systemic, mm -hmm. you know, change systems and do education and all kinds of stuff. But, um, you know, you not just God for that. Though. Yeah. I don't. I yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to explain, like, I guess I do feel, and, and the, I guess it comes back to that same conversation that we, it, I mean, it's, it is just interesting because I, I look at that at people who are like the hypocritical, the hypocritical religious people who are so filled with hate and like just shame folks and alienate people and they're up on their, you know, pedestal kind of they reaching down and screaming. Yeah, like <laughs> God hates fags and, you know, the whole, all that people. stuff. And I think, are you kidding me? You know, like, how, how do you think that you're a good person? How can you possibly think that you're a righteous because human being? And it's kind of, and it almost makes me upset because I think, like, well, damn, if anybody deserves the comfort of feeling like God's around, wouldn't it be me? Shit. You know, like, <laughs> I work really hard, you know, to try to make the world a better. And it would be so nice if I felt like somebody was paying attention and knew, you know, or that there was some kind of if I had a relationship with somebody who would always be there and always love you no matter what like that's very attractive but I just can't believe it so um it and it's kind of it's frustrating because I feel like well those are the people that really deserve that relationship not the assholes who are saying like oh god told me to hate you and that you're gonna go to hell you know like those how do they get all that comfort? They feel like they're a good person. <laughs> That's not fair. They feel like they're a good person because they are looking at who God hates. And if you hate who God hates, God loves you for hating the people he hates. You know? It's not, I'm a good person because I'm a That sounds a good like God person. is a mean like, girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if you look at the Bible, God's kind of a dick. I mean, I, that's the thing. I, I went to Catholic school. I reread all that stuff. I the did Bible's all the Bible's got some stuff. scary shit in it. And if that is God, if that if that is the God that exists, I want no part of it. Yeah. I want nothing to do with him. Nothing. Because he is mean and <laughs> hateful and not compassionate and horrible. And I don't want any part of that. Like, if that's the God that exists, I'm I'm done. Tapping out. Not not <laughs> happening. I just I don't want it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, thank goodness there's no proof for it because I'd be in big trouble because I'm super scientific. And so I'd be like, ah, oh, crap, here's some really good evidence that evil God exists. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad that doesn't happen because I really, I don't like him. I don't. Jesus is a-okay, though. Jesus is pretty good. Thumbs up to Jesus. Is Jesus just all right with you? Yeah, yeah. Jesus seemed pretty cool from what I know of Jesus. Um, <laughs> but, but his dad's a jerk. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. And in the Bible, there is room for those people. There's room for the people that say, oh, this tornado happened because you guys don't hate gays enough. Or Hurricane Irene happened because New York is full of homosexuals. No, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I wish the world was that funny. <laughs> I wish that that was the reason for tornadoes. Just, I mean, not we that just... in particular, but just like, oh, you didn't brush your teeth good enough. Fucking tornado. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Oh, God. You floss every day? Tornado. Fucking dead. (laughs) Yeah, so it's just... Well, I just don't understand it. And that's, I mean, in eight years of Catholic school, and I still don't understand it. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I can't wrap my head around it at all. Well, yeah, well, then that's okay. And I'm glad because I wanted to talk to you about this. So, yeah, we <laughs> and had if a I were religious, topic. that wouldn't work. Yes, that wouldn't work for this topic. So, um, is there anything else really about veganism, atheism? I can say this: when I was thinking about how, I'm just going to completely go off somewhere. How um, they could possibly be connected? I do remember one of the catalysts for me. Finally, I never really believed in God, even when I was in you know Catholic school. First communion in the white veil with the white dress. Cute. I was a devil child. I kept playing with the veil and I got in trouble. Um, but you even Satanist. Even, uh, yeah. Even back then, I never really. I don't ever remember believing. I always remember being like, "This doesn't make any sense." But I remember the turning point where I was like, "You know what? It doesn't make any sense." And this is just the straw. This is the right here. This is what I'm not going to do. It's the animals don't have souls and don't go to heaven bit of Catholicism. They made me go, nope, 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 I reject this. This is crap. <laughs> and that really was it. I'm like, because if there's no animals in heaven, it's not heaven. And I'm not going. So, see you later. That is a good, I like that. Um, And really, honestly and truly, that is the, the strongest thought I have about when I was young and how I reacted to religion. That was, that was it. That was a line in the sand. Was, yeah. really? We honestly believe this? Animals are other and lesser and don't go to hell. No. Uh-uh. Not happening. And then it was all just uphill from there. Yeah. And I'm using uphill as a good way. Yeah. It's all uphill to happy atheists. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then the veganism thing, dominion was a big... Th- I, I didn't like the idea of dominion. I still don't like the idea of uh, humans being better than animals. I didn't like it when Catholicism said it. I don't like it when society says it. Dallas, yeah. what's the definition of dominion? Oh, well, I mean, generally the the whole dominion idea is that people misunderstand dominion to be about domination mm-hmm. and what a lot of people will say is that dominion actually has more to do with stewardship and caretaking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but the predominant use of it in our culture is right. given to us for mm-hmm. our purposes right. rather than... But I'm just saying, if you're going off what's in the Bible, you need a dictionary. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of times, I, so I read Dominion by Matthew Scully. Yeah, Have so did I. Yep. And so he, he talks about uh, context, you know, and a lot of times in the when things were written in the Bible. Well, they were in a different language it. and then they were translated. And... Yeah. And so you have to, you have to take stuff into context. So, yeah, I, I guess he's saying that Dominion has to do with the context of like caring for and protecting and something. Yeah. But I don't really know. It's not, I did not grow up in that place that you're more the expert on this than me so i have a funny anecdote what there was a thing that al invited me to a while ago that npr thing al being the alan Wosky, yeah, yeah who was on the show with his daughter anna yes i'm surprised he wasn't here for the atheist one honestly well we had him <laughs> on for something else yeah well, Hi, but al. he <sighs> invited me and some other people but invited me to this NPR thing, NPR thing. It was a live recording and it was some atheist guy and he actually went and like asked questions to this atheist guy about veganism, like during this recording. Do you know which atheist guy? Like a big name? I have no idea. It was a while ago. But the point is, because we have the same first name, he actually thought that he was inviting you. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. And so he and I had a really fun conversation afterwards and He's like, oh, I didn't, so are you atheist then? And I was like, no, but it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> That's funny. That's fine. Yeah. That's funny. 
You, so you went? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally went. It was awesome. Yeah. I wonder who it was. I'm all curious. Hey, I'll Facebook me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So, I well, hope it made some sense here. Yeah, like absolutely. I, I think it was awesome. Aimlessly. Great conversation. I, I don't know. Hope we get mail about it. Um, I hope we get hate mail. Don't get hate. Please, no hate mail. Oh. I'm making the cutest puppy face ever. <laughs> oh, people are going to say It's going to be fine. Say. I mean, as long as we me. don't joke about rape, we're fine. Well, well, joke about rape or tell people that vegetarianism isn't. What we should be advocating well, for. Well, yeah, we shouldn't be advocating for it and that there is no moral distinction between eating dairy or eggs. Or There's not, honey. though. Yeah, I know, but it really upset a lot of people when we yeah. talked about that. So I don't know that it upset a lot of people. It upset a couple of people enough to chime in about it. Yeah, well. Seriously, Google hatcheries. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Um, Trevor says don't eat eggs. Trevor says. Oh, Trevor. Uh, I love that your quail's name is Trevor. That's awesome. What else so, would a quail's name be? Yeah. It's magical Trevor. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, awesome. Thank you. Troy, do you have anything else you wanted to chime in on? As our token atheist producer? Like Troy has things to say. Why. Yeah, Troy does. <laughs> I'm sorry if I horribly like. No, did we not just speak the well other mic us. isn't working today, so otherwise no, we would. No, I I think Melissa hit on all the points I would I would hit on. I think she uh, represented um, atheism in a similar way that I would, um, and made the distinctions between agnostic theism and agnostic atheism. At first, I didn't think there was a, a connection between veganism and uh, atheism. And um, I guess, for me, it's just the, the wheels kept turning. And where some people stop critically thinking about things, when they're confirmed or when they go through um, or graduate through whatever their religious process is, um, I just kept on thinking. And I did that with my veganism and with my atheism um, where a lot of people stop and just accept the rest of their life that's where I kept on thinking so I guess that's the connection I made between veganism and atheism back to the education and the critical and, thinking and personality and the, types yeah, and personality types and the questioning and all that and too. it makes sense then that so many of my friends are atheist vegans because I feel like we all get along really well because we're similar personality types yeah <laughs> Cool. Thanks, dude. Yep. Rock on. <laughs> so, um, shout outs. Yeah. Shout out! Shout out! I actually have one. Yeah. I really hope he's listening because he listens all the time. Hi to John Colvin in Columbus. I just waved at you, Beardy. Uh, you totally couldn't <laughs> see it, but there was a super wave to you. And, and to Simon as well. And I hope you guys listen to this and um, email me because I want to know what you think. <laughs> Is that guy atheist? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of what course. is his name? Oh, sorry. John Colvin. Hi, John. He, he helped um, He helped do the new website for vegans in prison. The... Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. My yes. buddy, John. Dallas, cool. say hi. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it's you a very small world. awesome. I know. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yes. Go check out his work at supportvips.org. Yeah, he's and he's, he might help you too because he's, he's awesome like that. Yep, yep. Um, You're whoring out his services without his permission. Uh, actually, I know that he gave you a bunch of cards that I could whore out his. No, services. he has the whole thing on his website about I'm that. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. If you're an animal rights group that needs help with the website or something, he is happy to help you. Yeah, just really like, and he does a great job. Um, so okay, uh, no shout outs in the queue because we just recorded. So. Y'all send us your shout-outs, and we can do them. But I guess for me, since my life has been a lot of martial arts lately, I'm just going to... I mean, they will never hear this or anything, but just shouting out to all my martial arts buddies who push me so much. I was going to make a lot of analogies to that, but I really refrained from it because I don't want to be a total dork. So, huh. Hey, I, I got the but whole just kind thing of... about a Doctor Who reference, so I'm kind of proud of myself. Yes, <laughs> we're trying not to. But yes, the whole thing, you know, 
in terms of just the you know going and being a place where I can I don't know having people around who support you and push you to be the best that you can be and won't, won't let you give up on yourself that's always great to have those people in your world so and with that said I'm, I'm I believe Chris listens to this I'm gonna give a shout out to Chris Ann who is my awesome buddy who keeps me grounded because she's a lot less emotionally wackadoodle than I am and also to Erin Kabarn Love Liberty, who I love very much and who is totally awesome and draws question marks on my hand when we're at funerals and Yay. keeps me from crying a lot. Love you, baby. <laughs> How do you say his name, last name? Kabarn Love Liberty. And well, if so we ever get married, I'm going to hyphenate. Kabarn Love hyphen Liberty. And I will be Melissa Swanson Kabarn Love Liberty. If that ever goes down. Just to be a dick. Because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Kabarnhoff Liberty. Kabarn Love. Kavarin Love. His name's like this Yeah, Yeah, it is. I don't even really read it. It's one of those. I I do that in books, too. If I'm reading and there's a character with a really long name, then I'm like, (laughs) oh, I should probably slow down and try to actually pronounce that out loud just so I have some idea. I'm like, oh, it's really fun. We have to like call in the vet because some of the rats used to be under his last name. And I'd be like, okay, we're calling for Roger Kavarin Love Liberty. And they were like, what? (laughs) K as a Kit Kat. Yeah. Aw. Oh, <laughs> the animals with the long names. Oh, it's awesome. Aww. Just wait. If and when we get married, it will be, you know, Molly Cat, Swanson, Kevron, Love, Liberty. Yeah. Best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Warren DeMontague, uh, Warren DeMontague Kaczynski, Rising Nord. <laughs> and he's like, oh. Warren DeMontague Kaczynski, Rising Nord. That's, That's longer like, than uh, your dog. That is... <laughs> Yeah, that's like a word per pound. <laughs> Pretty much. If you wrote it out in like pound. 72 point font, it would actually be longer than that. Yes. It <laughs> he's, a, he's a sweet boy. So, yeah. Any shout outs? I'm, I will shout out to Angry Bossy Giraffes. Oh, awesome. They're so angry and bossy. They are angry sometimes and super friggin' bossy. I have no context for this, but it's kind of hilarious. So yeah, I'm just it's gonna okay. go with it. Yeah, just go with it. I am going to. That's all you need. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, Troy, shout it out. Dallas, like you literally, because you're way up. over there and the mic's over here. You weren't gonna let him shout out to anybody. You're just gonna be like, we're done. See ya. Well, I'm watching the clock. Troy, you have 30 seconds. Go. Shout. I would like to shout out to <laughs> Melissa Swanson because I'm glad that uh, atheism got covered in this episode and she did a really good job. Yay. Social anxiety is easier when you've got a microphone and not an audience. Yes. <laughs> All right. We're, we're, we're good. We're rocking out. Bye. Bye. With our socks out. Say bye. Bye.